0: CHAPTER 11 OF EIGHT KEYS TO EDEN BY MARK CLIFTON THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN READ BY DALE GROTHMAN The naked man, running frantically down the side of the slope, disappeared momentarily under some taller growth, came out the other side of it still running. He leapt over a small ravine, stumbled, recovered himself, and disappeared again beneath a large growth of trees. Below him On his side of the ridge, there lay another valley with its own stream. They caught one more fleeting glimpse, a mere flash of sunlight on Tan's skin. He was still heading downward in the direction of the stream. It was their last sight of him. They watched a little longer, but he did not reappear under the green canopy of forest. Just a guess, Cal said. He spoke matter-of-factly. In the hope that the casualness would wash away the fear and awe from Louis's eyes, that's probably one of the dissident men who broke away from the main colony and set up housekeeping in this adjacent valley. Apparently, the same things have happened to him as happened to the main colony, whatever it was. I'd guess it came as pretty much of a shock, and he's just now worked up the courage to scout the main valley from that, I'd say whatever happened wasn't very long ago not more than a week just a guess none of the crew answered him it was obviously not the case of a voyeur spying on others not with the kind of excitement the running man had shown running away that is let's drop down into the atmosphere Cal suggested I'd assume it is breathable from the fact that we've seen earth animals and a human being still we'd better make tests yeah louis said unexpectedly if the man isn't making any footprints maybe he isn't breathing either he tried to make it a joke to fight his fear with self-derision he didn't succeed nobody laughed he swallowed hard and studied the charts again for no apparent reason cal glanced quickly from tom to frank a look at norton's face showed him frank wasn't very far behind louis in the progress of shock Perhaps, as with himself, it was Linwood's sense of responsibility for his crew that was helping the pilot maintain a better control. But there was a white line around Linwood's mouth, running up the line of his jaw. Caused by clenching his teeth too tightly? Clenched to keep them from chattering? However experienced a man became, however dependable the reactions, one never knew how to predict reaction, In the face of the completely unknown. Yet Cal knew that even if he asked any of the men if they feared to take him down, it would be an insult never forgotten. It was their job to take an E where he wanted to go. It wouldn't be the first time they had gambled their lives on the judgment of an E. "Uh Uh-oh, Tom exclaimed. We have company. He pointed to an indicator on the panel. They swept the space with a scanner and hovering off to one side, they picked up another ship. They watched it for a while as it hovered there. It made no move to come closer, no move to communicate with them. From its markings, Tom said at last, I think it's a special investigation ship from the Attorney General's office. Wonder what they're doing here. To make first-hand observations of my failure, Cal said shortly, let's get on with our work. Perhaps it helped the crew to realize they were not alone, that whatever might happen to them would not only be heard on the EHQ channel back to Earth, but would also be seen by these special observers. Perhaps it bucked them up a little to know that they were being watched, that faltering uncertainly would be noted and scorned. Perhaps it was the mechanical routine of air sampling and testing as they lowered the ship by degrees norton grew more relaxed more sure of himself linwood handled the ship on manual control with ease almost with flourish but Louis's hands gripping the edges of the chart table still showed bloodless white at the knuckles perhaps because there was nothing for him to do at the moment he alone wasn't snapping out of it the test showed normal atmosphere it checked exactly with the readings of this altitude established by the surveying scientists. To complete the record, Cal repeated them aloud every time, so the open communicator would carry the information back to Earth, where, by now, not only McGinnis and Hayes would be listening, but probably a group of scientists as well. Perhaps their hands, too, gripped the edges of tables, showed bloodless at the knuckles? To wait helplessly, eleven light-years away, might create more tension than being right on the scene. Yet no voice came through the ship's speaker, neither from Earth, nor from the observer's ship. Perhaps McGinnis, forgetting his eighty years, wished now that he were at Eden instead of Cal. Perhaps, mindful of his years, he didn't. He made no comment. Tom dropped the ship lower and lower, each time pausing for an air sample each time they scanned the valley where the village of Appletree should be. There was no change. Now the unlikely idea of a superimposed mirage was dispelled. The disappearance of the colony was no trick of vision. The ship hovered, at the last, no more than fifty feet from the ground. Let's set her down, Tom, Cal said quickly. Tom shrugged, as if that were the only thing left to do. You're the E,' he said, his glance at Louis showed that he was placing the responsibility, not so much to avoid consequences for himself, nor so much to assure that they were willing to follow the E's orders without question, as to remind Louis that there was, after all, an E with them. And if he was willing to face this unknown, they could hardly do less themselves. But Louis's eyes were fixed in unblinking stare upon the ground below them, he was frozen and unheeding. The actual landing was so flawless, Cal involuntarily glanced out of the port to confirm that they were no longer hovering. Might as well open up, he said. Nothing has happened to us so far. Norton pushed a button. The exit hatch slipped open and the ramp unfolded and slid down to touch the ground. Cal, flanked by Tom and Frank, looked through the opening into the woods beyond. And while they looked, a man came from the screening protection of some shrubbery. He was followed by two other men, all of them completely naked. You three stay inside the ship until I signal you to come out, Cal instructed. If anything unusual happens to me, stand off from the planet until help comes from Earth. Don't be foolish and try to help me. You're the E, Tom repeated. When a man is outside his own knowledge, heroics might do more harm than good. Cal stepped through the exit and walked slowly down the ramp. The three colonists seemed in no panic. They walked toward him, also slowly, obviously in attempt at dignified control. Yet their faces were breaking into broad grins of relief and welcome. Cal stepped off the ramp, took a step toward them. Then it happened. He heard breathless grunts of surprise and pain behind him. He whirled around. The three crewmen were lying awkwardly on the ground. There was no ship. The three crewmen were completely naked. Cal felt a sudden stirring of a breeze and looked down quickly at his own body. He also was nude. He turned back to face the colonists. They had stopped in front of him. Their joyous grins had been replaced by grimaces of despair. Behind him, the crewmen were in the act of getting to their feet. A quick glance showed Cal none was hurt. Louis looked around, dazed and uncomprehending. There was not so much as a bent blade of grass to show where the ship's weight had pressed. Louis sank down suddenly on the ground and buried his face in his hands. Tom and Frank stood over him in the way a man would try to shield some wounded portion of his own body instinctively a fact obvious to all of them was that their own communication with earth had been shut off in this daylight they could not see the observer ship hovering out in space but its occupants had no doubt seen them seen what had happened it no doubt was telling earth what it had seen the attorney general's office at any rate doubtful that it was including ehq in its report problematical that the attorney general would tell EHQ what had happened. Cal hoped the observers would have enough sense not to try to land. End of chapter 11 of Eight Keys to Eden by Mark Clifton Read by Dale Grothman